leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to the Landon Bussy program here on the Brave Sports Network, 91.7 WPRL and WPRL.org. We are live on WPRL's Facebook page. Glad you could join us. We are at the Davey Whitney Arena, and that's where we will have all the coaches' shows throughout the course of the season. And up in the rafters, up here in front of us, is where the championship banner will be raised on Saturday as the Braves host Florida A&M. And we know there will be a packed house in here in a big home game on Saturday after a big and successful road swing in Texas. Charles Edmond here, Braves head coach Landon Bussey on the Landon Bussey program. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. And you can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio on Twitter. Head coach Landon Bussey, Coach Bussey, congratulations on a successful Texas swing. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, Coach. After so many close games last year, and then already Jackson State, a buzzer, Texas Southern, Prairie View going into overtime. I don't know how much more I can take, Coach. I'm getting old, and it seems like with these games, I'm getting older by the minute. You feel like you're getting older by the minute with all these close shaves? You expected this, but, man, this, this is about as good and as close as it gets. Yeah, I mean, I expected it uh, for the Prairie View game because that's how our last four games have been. Came down, came down to the last possession. Um, of course, here last year, um, we missed two free throws to win the game. Down there last year, hit a half-court shot to win the game. First round of the tournament, we hit a three-pointer to send it overtime. Um, Prairie View this year, I knew it was going to be a tight one come down to the last possession. Of course, you don't you don't want it to be like that, but you'll take the win. Um, you want to be more dominant. You want to be more explosive, but you'll take the victory. <laughs> and obviously, as being a tough nose coach as you are, you're tough, you're hard, you're gritty. And I, you've always said this in the three years we've been talking: how tough it's going to be, how tough it is. And when I got home, just thinking about if we weren't as tough as we are. There's no way I don't think we could have won either one of those games because you had to be that. We were down seven twice against Texas Southern. We were down ten at one point, down eight, to down five with 42 seconds left against Prairie View. I mean, if you're not tough, tough skin, tough, gritty, there's no way we could have won either one of those games. But yet, they stayed with it. You stayed with it. We found a way. Yeah, you know, I talk to my guys all the time in practice about being tough, making championship plays. I mean, it starts in practice, you know, trying to get these guys to continue to make championship 
plays in practice, trying to get these guys to continue to, you know, practice hard and just play the right way. Um, but, you know, we want to be tougher than a lot of teams. We want to play harder than a lot of teams. And I think with just that, playing hard and being tougher will win you basketball games. And I could just think about, you know, some of the plays you made in the preview game, you know, the tip in by Mike. That was just toughness. Um, the office rebound by Don Tremble quarters after Mike missed the free throw. It was just toughness. Um, DJ Bruton with the steal. Just just being tough and getting to your spots and understanding that we're down seven, nine points with two minutes and 30 seconds to go, but we're still going to win this game because we're about to out-tough this team now. And I think that's what we did. And I can say this. Today is Wednesday as we record this show three days away from, from Florida A&M. And, you know, the team is off on Tuesday. You're out here in game day mode today, three days before FAMU, even though we won two tough games. I mean, there's there's no taking your foot off the gas. No, no relaxing. You cannot relax with these guys. You got to make these guys have a sense of urgency. You got to make sure these guys are locked in and focused. Too much at stake. Too many good basketball teams in this league. Too many good um, basketball players that could take over the game at any point. So we got to make sure we're ready. Can't let nobody come up behind us and sneak up and get us. So that's the biggest thing right now, of course, is you're coming off with two big wins. Um, now you got to get humble these guys. Now you have to, you know, want them to keep their confidence, but you don't want them to get you big-headed. You want these guys to stay humble. You want these guys to stay hungry. And want these guys to understand that, um, you know, Saturday this team is about to come ready to play. So you better come out ready to bring it. How do you do that as a coach? Because you're dealing with – 17, 18, 19-year-olds who's winning two big games in Texas against two really good teams. You just beat the tournament champion. Now you come home, and it's easy to relax. School has just started. Classmates patting them on the back. Hey, man, good job, great job. And you know they're feeling that. You know that they've got that in them. But then as a coach, you've got to break them down to that. And it's almost like you're starting over in, in, in preparation. How, as a coach, how do you do that? By keeping it honest with them, keep being real with that you know, nobody cares. Nobody cares about the wins you come out here and you drop Saturday. No one cares at all if you cannot finish the season off strong. All this is wasted. So if you want to just finish be mediocre team and be a mediocre basketball player, that's on you. But it's not going to happen on my watch. But nobody cares. Nobody cares about what you've done in the past. You know, it's a result-driven business. What can you do now? So, if we come Saturday with a packed house, banner night, and these guys aren't come ready to focus and we're not ready to play, and we drop one, nobody cares about what happened in Texas. It doesn't matter. All that is un go unnoticed. So, it's all about what you can do moving forward. You know, we had yesterday to take the day off and relax and um, enjoy the win. Now, that's over with. Now it's preparation for Florida A&M. That's the only thing you should be focused on, Florida A&M. Um, what happened in Texas, um, two great wins, but we have to move past that and have to lock back in. Well, for this situation, we're going to reflect back a little bit. <laughs> Texas Southern and Prairie View. Let's, let's, uh, let's start with uh, Texas Southern coach again. That was a game in which twice, first half and second half, we were down by seven. Now I felt like we were going to hang in there, but we knew this was the – SWAC tournament champions. We knew they were banged up, but they still had two leads of seven in the first and second half, and it came down to the final seconds. Take us through the final seconds in which it was a scramble. 
we didn't get back on defense. They got a layup, down three, and then Dominique Bruton took it over from there. Talk about the final eight seconds of that game. Yeah, I think uh, DJ Bruton shot a layup, and I think he missed. Um, and I think the ball got tipped out. And I can't remember who it was, but they were pushing the ball to court. And I think DJ Bruton had the opportunity to foul the guy um, and send him to the free throw line. Now, a lot of people said that, you know, the young man probably should have just dribbled it out. Um, I never looked at it like that. If I told my team, go ahead and take the two points, you know. But anyway, you know, we missed the layup. They pushed the ball out in transition and get a layup. Um, I think they started celebrating. I think they forgot that, you know, the guy get back. It's probably about two to three seconds left. We throw the ball ahead, same type of setup against Jackson State. Throw the ball right ahead, you know, get the ball up the court quick. And that's, you know, that's not something we work on at all. I mean, that's just something them guys been doing. Um, they shoot right to that sideline, get the ball up the court quick. Um, DJ Bruin catch the ball. I guess he's in and out, act like he's about to pull up. Two guys jump off of one leg. He makes it. Um, and once it went in, um, I thought that that really took the life out of him. Yeah. I thought that gave us life. Um, same thing with Prairie View. I thought that, you know, by being up nine with two minutes and 30 seconds to go, and now you're on overtime, I mean, both times we had the momentum. And when you go on, when you have momentum like that and when you have championship guys on your team, I mean, I have seven, eight guys that was on the team for, with me last year um, that understands the, what, like the situation. We, we got to make championship plays right now. If it's a charge, I mean, uh, Dontra McCord took two charges. D.K. Thorne took a charge. I could just think of multiple championship plays we made um, this past weekend that really helped us seal the deal. Um, it's not going to come down to X's and O's. It's not going to come down to different schemes. It's going to come down to toughness. It's going to come down to heart. It's going to come down to who wants it more. And that's what I'm trying to instill in my guys, that we have to withstand and be tougher than other teams. I also thought in the Texas Southern game, we were down seven. They foul. Um, they foul in the act of shooting a three. And so we get to the free throw line, Coach, and we make three and cut it to a four-point game. I mean, they had the momentum. Keandre Montgomery was fouled 30 feet from the basket, and, and he gets three free throws. So that he hits those three. And then we hit two more. So all of a sudden it's a two-point game when they're looking to go up nine or ten. That changed, I thought that changed the momentum in the second half to keep us in the game right there. At that, it was about five or six minutes left. It was a seven-point game. It was still a lot of time left, but I thought that was a huge momentum stop, and then we got the momentum after those three free throws. Yeah. Um, DeAndre shot a three-point shot, um, and that was big. We couldn't score at the time. You know, we were trying to find a way to put the ball in the basket, and Keandre um, shot three right there on the perimeter. And they fouled him. And I think that that right there, by um, us getting those three points, I think cut the lead to four or something yeah. like that. And we was able to, okay, now we got life. I mean, you know, at any given moment, you go up seven, eight points, you, okay, now you're hoping like, you know, if you're up seven, eight, like, let's, let's go ahead and put this team away. If you're down seven, eight, you're like, okay, we got to have some surgery. We don't want this thing to blow up. And that was a key moment because we couldn't score. You know, so we, we go through stands and stretches in games where we cannot score. for Just like against Prairie View, the first five minutes. Yeah, well, I thought it was the first eight. First eight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can't score eight minutes, and then you think about it, okay, why can't we score the ball right now? Um, and we are second in conference um, offensively. And we go with stretches where we just cannot score. 
So when we're able to get a free throw like that and able to put some points on the board, okay, now let's lock in defensively and let's try to see if we can score off our defense. Yeah, and we were able to do that and hang in. Dominic Bruton hit the buzzer beater to send us in overtime. And then, just like against Prairie View, it seems like the team that had the lead late loses it. It just knocks the life out of that team that gave up the lead because in both games, once it was taken in overtime, I felt like we were going to take it both games because you just didn't see the same Prairie View team Monday night that you saw in the first 40 minutes, and you didn't see the same Texas Southern team that we saw for the first 40 minutes of that game. It just seemed like the life, the stuffing was taken out of both. Yeah, because I think that both teams just knew that they had to, that win secure. You know, with with, Prairie, well, with Texas Southern, um, you don't expect for a guy to hit that shot. You go three points with two seconds to go, you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you go back and film, you see them guys on the bench throwing their hands up. <laughs> and – with Prairie View, you up seven, nine points with two minutes to go. Oh, we good. You know, we secured the victory. And next thing you know, you down one with 10 seconds to go. Yeah. And we fouled a guy, and I was pretty disappointed on, you know, us fouling that guy. I think that we could have just did a better job of guarding, um, keeping him out the paint. But, um, unfortunately, he made one and missed one. And once he missed that one, I thought he was going to miss the second one. Regardless, if he missed the second one, now I knew that we was going to be ready to go there that, in that overtime. Well, Texas Southern Allcorn, great basketball game, seventy-nine to seventy-four. Dominic Brute off the bench with twenty-six points um, in thirty-seven minutes. By the way, off the bench, thirty-seven minutes. Um, I, I keep I keep asking the question about Dominic Brute, and he has started some games. You com- Is he comfortable with starting? Are you comfortable with him starting? I mean, he got 26 off the bench, even though he played 36 minutes. We've seen him get volume points coming off the bench. You're averaging almost 80 a game. You thought about him starting? Does he want to start? Do you want him to start? Yeah, I mean, he, he don't like coming off the bench. But no. <laughs> he don't like coming off the bench at all. It's not it's because it's what's best for the team. He's a guy who's coming off the bench. He's instantly going to improve your team. If you're down eight points, by the time you come to the bench at two, three minutes, you should be tied up. If you're up six or eight, by the time he comes off the bench, he'll push you over to about 14. So that's the type of impact. But I tell him all the time, what does it matter? You're still going to play the same minutes. I mean, you know, Byron Joshua right now is probably leading us in minutes, then it's probably DJ Brute. It doesn't matter. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll, ADP, always designing for people. You, you mean you'd rather be in the game when you start with it? So, um, of course, he, he'd rather start, um, but he's so successful coming off the bench. Um, he's a level-headed guy, um, good character kid, works hard. But I think that for the program and for our team, it's best for him coming off the bench because now you got an instant spark. If you bring him, if you start, if you start him, you worry about okay, what type of spark you got coming off the bench? 
want to you want to maintain. It's not about the first five minutes as far as, of course, you want to have a good start, but you got to withstand good basketball for forty minutes. And I think that we get past the first five to six. Hopefully, we have a you know four to six point lead. You know, if it's DJ Bruton or Dre, or both of them come out of the bench. Um, you know, you hopefully that you know that the lead can expand. Now, you got Otis Walker coming back, so. Um, there's more depth, more, another guy who can make a shot, another guy who play my brand of basketball. So now, um, hopefully you start to see some of our best basketball. Keandre Montgomery with 14 off the bench coach against Texas Southern. He had two players of double figures off the bench. And I thought the rebounding statistics were about even. And we won that battle by four. How, how big was that? Despite the fact you only shot 35% on the road, you know, you, you know this, 40% is pretty good. You shoot 35% on the road, you score 79 points. Interesting, interesting numbers as you try to add it up on the, on the basketball score sheet. So you've got scoring all over the place. And against Texas Southern, you had three players in double figures, including Byron Joshua with 12. How, did, how would you compare offensively what we have right now and what we had last year in which we're more defensive-minded. You feel more comfortable offensively. This year, last year, you feel you're still working through it defensively because as much as you like the high-scoring games and the wins, fans love it too, but you rather for it to be 49-44 instead of 79-74. Absolutely. Um, I was more impressed with our defense um, against Prairie View. I think that we did a much better job of locking in defensively. Um. But now we got to continue to improve. Um, haven't been happy with our defense all conference. I think that we have been playing some of the worst basketball defensively um, since I've been here. Right now, we're not good defensively. We have we have took steps better um, that last game. Hopefully, the adjustments that we made and me and my coaching staff have been talking about. Hopefully, we continue to build and continue to improve. But wasn't happy how we played, how we've been playing defensively. Um, but I think that that preview game, we did a much better job as far as just locking in defensively. After the Texas Southern game, you're almost in a state of shock. I mean, I know you were yelling and screaming after the preview game because you really wanted that one. We got the Texas trip taken care of. But against uh, Texas Southern, you're very cerebral. It wasn't because we know we had another game to go. We're glad to get this one, but Monday night's the one? Yeah, because, you know, it's a, it's a quick turnaround time. Like right now, you have a little time to soak it in, a little time to enjoy it. But, I mean, you really got, you know, once you wake up the next morning, it's back to business. Um, you can't really enjoy it because you got Saturday and, um, sorry, Saturday and Monday. So you only have Sunday to really, I mean, you got Saturday night to enjoy it. Monday is pepper, um, Sunday, I'm sorry, Sunday is preparation for Monday. So um, I think it was just uh, uh, you got more time to enjoy it. You can relax for probably about 24 hours. And by Wednesday, you need to start preparing for Florida A&M, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning. So let's talk about Prairie View. And this is the one, I mean, I, on, on the day before the game, I was at practice, and you, you, you were locked in as usual. You huddled your assistant coaches around just trying to make sure they were. Of course, they're locked in. But there was a little bit a different sense of urgency against Prairie View. I mean, you have the 
And by the way, Landon Bussey, Sense of Urgency is there for every game. The effort and energy he puts in for Texas Southern, Prairie View, Jackson State, Alabama State, and A&M is exactly the same than when we played Southern, Southern Illinois Carbondale, when we played Stephen F. Austin, when we played Wichita State, when we played uh, over in El Paso, UTEP. It's the preparation, that focus is the same. But I got the sense that for Prairie View is a little bit extra, as Emerald likes to say, turn up another notch. Was I wrong about that? No, I don't think so. I thought that, you know, them guys knew I worked there for six years. Them guys knew I won every game, but them guys knew I wanted that one. Um, and them guys also knew what was at stake. Like, you know, you have an opportunity right now to go 4-1 um, and be in second place. Or can be an average team, be three and two, and be in the middle of the pack with Alabama State, Alabama A&M, Prairie View, Grambling, Pine Bluff, Jackson State. That puts you in eighth place. You could be in second or eighth. The choice is yours. So let's let, let, let's lock in. And so when I huddle my coaches, I, I made sure they was aware about what's at stake right now. We don't have time to. Um, blues folks, we don't have time for you know to entertain um, distractions. Um, if someone isn't locked in, let's move past it. Find another guy. So just wanted to huddle them up and telling them that you know let's maintain energy for the next forty minutes or whatever. So um, if any guys don't you know is not locked in, no focus. We don't have time to to, to entertain that. We don't have time to entertain any distractions. Um, this is the ESPNU game. Um, national televised game, let's, let's make sure our guys are ready to play. And anybody who's not ready to play um, is going to have to sit down for this game. And this Prairie View team handed Jackson State their first loss. Prairie View had a 10-point lead, lost it, and then pulled away. So this is your former team, and some of the players that you recruited when you were there as an assistant are there. They're, they're upperclassmen, they're grad students. So And they have a Texas Southern transfer in Rosses who was monster in the second half. Huge game. I think he had 22 in the second half. So what was the challenges dealing with a preview team, which was number one in the conference going in and points given up, uh, giving up just a little under 60 a game? Um, I think that, you know, they knew that, um, well, I knew that Coach Smith was going to have them ready to play. Um, we beat them the last two times. You know, some of them guys, a lot of them guys on that team, you know, how they lost half-court Heath, (laughs) um, the Justin Thomas, and, you know, how they lost in the swag tournament. So I'm pretty, you know, sure they thought that it was, I mean, I don't know. But I knew they was going to be ready to play. So um, you you worry about, or you're not worried, you're concerned about making sure your guys are ready. Because I believe that when my guys are locked in, when we're locked in, I mean, everybody's locked in. Um, we're healthy. Um, I think that we have the best team in the SWAT. I think we got the toughest team. Um, I think every position is covered. The biggest thing with us is um, being mentally um, and emotionally um, locked in and being all about the team, not yourself, individual, and staying healthy. So it was just a, a, a matter of knowing that this team is going to be ready. They're going to be ready to play. They know that if 
they drop this game, they're going to drop down to, you know, seventh, eighth place, or they can stay right there at three, four, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, because right now it's about to start opening up because all those teams are sitting right there between that three and eight, um, they're about to start playing each other. So somebody's going to drop, somebody's going to go up. But hopefully uh, we can do what we're supposed to do and we stay out of that mess. <laughs> yeah. you, don't want, you, don't, you don't want to get in that mess right there because next thing you know is week 17, 18, you're going to see tiebreakers. And if this person beat this person, this person got to win by this point. And it's all it's just a whole bunch of mess that you don't want to be a part of. You know, you want you want you want to stay up there at that top. Well, I I know you're smiling right now because of what your team is doing, but you're a Baltimore guy, you're a Ravens guy, <laughs> <laughs> so you know about the Ravens and what didn't happen uh, there. So uh, just interesting. You would say week 17, like it's like it's the NFL, like mm-hmm. like like week 18. You're a big you're a big Ravens fan. What 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 do you, what do you think about that 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 playoff game and Lamar Jackson situation? That's that's the talk of the sports world right now. Yeah, I'm a diehard Ravens fan. But uh, we played, as in they played on that Sunday, uh-huh. and we played Prairie View that Monday. I cared that much about that game. That much. <laughs> I did not care. Wow. I mean, and I'm a diehard Ravens fan, but yeah. I cared that much. I I had one goal on mine for Prairie View. What do you What do you think about the Lamar situation? I mean, he had a chance to give him his money, and he didn't play. Didn't even travel to Cincinnati. What's What do you think? As a Ravens fan, what do you hope is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? I hope they let him walk. Hope they let him walk. I mean, he's always injured. Your best, your best ability is availability. The last two playoffs, he's been hurt. I mean, he, he's always hurt, and probably because of the type of style of you know, and he has not. I mean, people want him to get paid, but I don't think that he has shown the money that he wants. He deserves. I mean, he haven't. I mean, he won well, maybe one or two playoff games. And then you're you're always hurt. I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they should let him walk and spend more money on um, defense because the two champions that we do have, um, we didn't have a quarterback. We had Joe Flacco and I think probably what Trent Dilford. And our defense was loaded with Ray, you know, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and them type of dudes. So that's just my opinion. I'm not. I, I don't know. But. Yeah. Well, even by you saying that, just like you're coaching, you're saying next man up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the quarterback position, if it's not Lamar Jackson, next man up at that position. So because they, if you think about it, if you watch if you watch the, the Bengals game, they sh- the Ravens should have won that game. You know, if 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 you could do it again, like I said, same thing with the Jackson State game. Fourth quarter, you got the ball on the one. Game is tied. Would you take that deal with seven minutes to go? I'm pretty sure the Ravens say yes. Now they might change up their play call and just give the ball to J.K. Dobbins is running in. But they try to do a quarterback sneak, and you know a lot of people were mad about it. Well, they should do this. But what if it would work? None of y'all would have said anything. Yeah, yeah. So, are you are you dis- are you an angry Ravens fan right now? No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that much. I got too much other stuff to worry about. <laughs> okay, okay. I just I, just, I, I know you're a Ravens no. fan. Yeah, and, I'm a diehard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, anytime you worry about the Ravens, they don't care about me. <laughs> They don't give all the stress I'm going through right now. I, I, I'm a diehard Rams fan. I'm ticked off. Uh, Cedric Tillman over here, diehard Saints fan. He hadn't said anything in, in three weeks. So, yeah, we're all kind of singing the blues right now. But you're not singing the blues because Preview down nine with three and a half minutes left. You talked about Mike Perjou getting more minutes, grimy minutes, just the, just the 50-50 balls he gets, the extra possessions that he gets. Not tall in stature, but 
a lot of energy, high motor. He gets he gets in there with the tallest of trees and gives you extra possession, extra hands, just to get extra opportunities. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy who fits my brand of basketball. But he's only 6'2", playing a four. If he was 6'7", you wouldn't even know him. Because his motor, intensity, his passion, his toughness, um, he has high major toughness and passion and intensity and focus. So, you know, if he's six seven, six eight, and I you know, I told the guys and told him you be watching that dude every Saturday on CBS. But unfortunately he's six two. Yeah. But um he just comes in the game with a boatload of energy. Um Brings it. I mean, you know, these last two games, he was the guy who helped us win it. And, you know, you go, a guy like that, you know, I tell my guys all the time, you know, try to um, talk to these young freshmen about, and not just young freshmen, just all of them. Leftovers or. The DMV Number 97. or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. Because, you know, you got guys who want to play a little more. Um, but I think I'm a fair guy. Um, and i give you an example. Because Byron Joshua didn't play that much for his, his first year here. But he kept his mouth closed and he worked. He kicked on. He ain't played much his first two years. He kept his mouth closed and you worked. Same thing with Mike. He didn't play much at all last year. Right. Keep your mouth closed and you work. If you could do those two things, stay out of trouble, and you just work, 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 it's going to pay off. Yeah. It's going to pay off here. And so those examples I try to use for my team. Um, because every year it's somebody who does it that's just gonna that's gonna keep their mouth closed, and all three of them guys at some point will walk on. Now you got Byron and DK, who I don't even feel comfortable when it's, when it's not on the court. Now them guys are coming from a situation where DK only played eight nine minutes last year, um, and same thing with Mike. Mike barely played last year, but now both games, per if you had Texas Southern, he's in. In the final minutes, he's the one who got that rebound against uh, Texas Southern for us to close the game out. He's the one who got the tip and rebound, uh, Prairie View. You know, he's the guy who who's in the game as far as championship plays on a defensive end. And so you try to use those three examples to, you know, to instilling all your players about what's going to get you on the court here. Now, it might not get you on the court at other places, but what's going to get you to be successful here? Every program is different. Every situation is different. So a guy like Mike is, is, is you know, you're happy and you root for a guy like that because you see where he come from. Yeah. You see that he came from not playing at all. 
Now you're like, okay, we need Mike on the court. Yeah. We need DK on the court. And all three of those guys at some point in time was a walk on here and paying out of pocket. And they obviously make you comfortable when they're on the floor. And speaking of comfortable, we were comfortable in the first half against Preview, up eight. Then I thought it was like five minutes in the second half that we didn't score. I think we had a free couple of free throws to start the second half. But you recall it was more like eight minutes before we probably got our first field goal. Right. So we went from being eight. We went in that offensive funk. Were you concerned at that point? Because I'm like, okay, I know our defense was probably okay. But then at some point you got to get the offense going because we had a good flow in the first half, and then all of a sudden just went the other way early in the second half. Well, I think they just did a good job of um, changing up the defense. Um, that first half, um, Byron Joshua, uh, Jeremiah Kendall, DJ Bruton got whatever they wanted. I mean, we were just getting downhill, getting to our spots. Jeremiah had 10.7 rebounds. Byron Joshua was just getting downhill. DJ Bruton had six to eight. I think Keandre had four points in the first half. Don Trevor McCorder was getting to his spots. Um, Trevor Wade, of course, he didn't he, he didn't convert, but he was just getting downhill. Um, and we just got to our spots. And so I think they did a good job of making adjustments at halftime. I was not ready for the two three. Um, you know, I probably should have thought about that because that's what they did last year um, in the swag tournament. They just they just make and they try to make it stagnant, um, but I, I eventually know that you know we just gotta okay now we gotta adjust. Um, we get, for one we gotta get this ball out in transition and try to get downhill and get to the basket before they set up the zone. For two we gotta do a better job of setting screens and get our shooters open in the zone. And for three, um, it's hard to rebound out of a zone, so we want to create second chance opportunities now. But they just did a good job of uh, making adjustments. And it came out, you know, but when we weren't scoring, they wasn't scoring either. So it stayed right there, and eventually they didn't build it up, build it up, build it up, and they ended up taking the lead. But for that first six, five, eight minutes or whatever the case may be, they wasn't scoring either. Yeah, and it was a 17-point swing, so we go up from being eight to down nine with three and a half minutes left. So what was your thought right there? Nine points on the road on national TV, a team that just beat Jackson State, handing their first loss, nine-point deficit, three-and-a-half minutes left. And I saw a little run that we made. I'm like, here we go again, just like what happened 48 hours earlier. But what was your thought? Nine minutes, uh, three-and-a-half minutes to go, we're down nine. We're about to win this game. It, it, it never, not one time, crossed my mind that we wasn't going to win this game. Because I, I knew what we had to do to get back in the game is to speed them up. Right now, um, you know, I think their point guard has been out for a while now. I don't know if he's coming back or not. But I knew what we had to do to get back in the game. So I wasn't too concerned. Um, of course, now we got to play with a sense of urgency. And you just look in them guys' eyes. Like, they looked like, we good. We good. We just need a stop right here. Okay, now we need another stop. Okay, they scored. Okay, we got to score. Okay, now we need to stop. Then it's like, okay, now we got to make some championship plays. We got to come up with some tough plays. At some point in time, I knew that we was going to emerge and make tough plays. I mean, you did, and every guy who's making the tough plays, um, the majority of the time, it's, it's one of your returners. Mike with the tip in. DK with the charge. DK with the big jump shot in the corner. Don McCord is right there with the um, offensive rebound. Hands the ball off to D.J. Bruton, makes the layup. D.J. Bruton with the steal right here at half court. D.K. with the steal. 
and it's probably like right down my turns because those those are the guys who are in the game because yeah. those are the guys I feel comfortable with. Um, but you know, you got to make championship plays, and I think that the only game I wasn't too happy with that we didn't make championship plays was you know the Texas uh, Jackson State game. But I think that we've been doing a great job the last four games of making championship plays, tough plays um, that can help you win games. And we were able to cause them to burn a couple of timeouts, too, because our pressure, they couldn't get the ball in. That helped as well in terms of trying to slow it down a little bit. Yeah, I I think that we did a good job of just being tough. You know, that lineup that you had in there, you had guys who can fight through screens, guys who can switch screens. Guys who want to be tough and jam you up and make it physical and make it hard on you. It's going to scratch, pull, bite, do whatever they got to do to get the stop. I mean, because you're going with, you know, Byron Joshua, you know, Don Trumacordis, Mike, DK, and uh, DJ Bruton. So now you got guys that's going to um, really compete yeah. and really going to make it tough on you. And we outscored them 14-5 to five in overtime. Just deja vu all over again. Just like against Texas Southern, we just we just grounded them to the ground in overtime. They, that wasn't the same Prairie View team that we saw for the previous 40 minutes. Yeah, I mean, we, when you have a team, when you have a, a, a pretty good team and a lot of returners, you know, you probably want when to, you, when you got your foot on their neck, you probably want to keep it down. Because the moment they sense they have life and you hear these guys in the huddle, like they done. Yeah. You hear these guys, oh, they done. They done messed up. You know, yeah. they, we about to take over this. And you just hear what you hear what you hear. And it builds your confidence. Well, again, the Braves with another high-scoring effort, 77 points. Dominic Bruton named the impact player of the week in the conference. 20 points. Dontrell McCorder with 14 points. Byron Joshua with 14. Jeremiah Kendall with 12 points in the game. And six points for Keandre Montgomery. Kind of a quiet. Someone was asking me the other day about Keandre Montgomery. I mean, we know what, what he was at what, top three score in the conference, just a quiet six points against Preview. Was that Preview? Was that Montgomery? A little bit of both. Um, I don't know. Um, I do know he been, he's sick, like, so he wasn't at practice today. Um, when we was at halftime um, of the Preview game, he asked could, he, um, could somebody start for him. Um, so that's why he didn't start the second half. Um, he'd been really sick. He had like a little stomach virus, didn't come to waste today. Um, wasn't at practice today, so hopefully um, tomorrow he feels a little better. Yeah. Or, I mean, and so that's why he didn't play much the second half. I, I don't think that his stomach, he was able to push through it. Yeah. And he kind of, um, it kind of messed with him that he wasn't able to give his all. But, you know, I think the more so than anything, just trying to get him healthy. Um, I know he's having some, uh, some stomach virus right now. Well, that's just another example of how we're able to push through despite, I mean, you've had, different starting lineups, players didn't dress out, and whatever the case, injuries with Otis Walker. Um, you know, you talk about Wade with the groin and just different situations in which guys are in and out. But yet, next person up, and just the train keeps rolling down the tracks. Yeah, I mean, you got guys, you're deep. You got guys who want to play, and you got guys who I feel confident in. I mean, you know, Ray wasn't available because um, he was feeling kind of sick. And you got Otis Walker coming back. You got DK Thorne right there. You got Michael you can put in for defense. I mean, you got a number of guys. You got a number of guys who you depend on, a number of guys that you trust, and you got confidence in. So, um, And that's how you want to make your practices competitive. And so when your number's called, you're ready. Otis Walker, he didn't play against Texas Southern. He, and he, and he, he's got the green light. He's cleared. He just felt like at that time he wasn't ready. But then, voila. What was the conversation like 
48 hours after that, just getting him in because he didn't participate in the shoot-around, so I'm thinking, okay, probably not going to play Monday night, but there he was. Yeah, like I said, I didn't know he was going to play. I mean, he literally told me 20 minutes before the game, can he play? I said, well, you didn't shoot around on practice. Why are you trying to get out here and play? He was like, I'm ready. I said, what do that's up to you. But I did not know until literally 20 minutes before the game, maybe 30 minutes before the game. Um, I had no intentions of him playing. I thought that he was going to, you know, get ready for Florida A&M. But, you know, like I said, he didn't practice the day before. He didn't do shoot-around. I don't know what in his spirit told him that he wanted to get out there and play. But, hey, I'm happy to have him back. Well, is, is, as a coach, when that happens, like in the, in the NFL, by Thursday, if you haven't practiced by Thursday, you're probably not going to play on Sunday. So are you a coach where if you're not available on shoot-around, you probably won't play the day of that game? Or is it just is it a feel thing for you, knowing that Otis Walker trying to get back from the wrist, the surgery, was it just a good feeling that let's just see what he could do? Or do you have a policy about something like that where you didn't participate in shoot-around unless you're, unless you're trying to deal with an injury that requires a little bit of rest and, and all of that? So is that just a good feeling that, hey, let's just put him out here and see, even though he did participate in shoot-around, even though he wasn't comfortable against Texas Southern? You know, how, what is your policy or, or philosophy on that? No, typically if you don't practice, you know, this shoot-around, you, you're probably not going to play. Um, he kind of caught me off guard. Um, he claimed, you know, he claimed he didn't do shoot around because uh, one of his teammates left their shoes at the hotel, so he gave him the shoes because he didn't think he was going to play. So, no, typically, no. Nah. If you're not going to practice, you're not going to shoot around, you, you're definitely not playing in that game. Um, but with him, it's a little different. Um, I didn't expect for him. First of all, he hit me with a curveball. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> for two, I know that he wants to be out there, and this is his senior year. Um, he didn't miss 10 games already. Um, and he's he's about to get back out there um, and not even 100% confident in his um, ability, how much he can help the team. But he's doing it for the team, so um, I think we owe him that. Well, when the game was over, Coach, when the final 20 seconds, I heard a loud yelp, and I knew where it was coming from, and I looked over there. You were fired up walking down the tunnel. I mean, it was, it was like he had – like your Ravens have won the Super Bowl, you were so <laughs> you were so happy. Um, but uh, I, I knew that if we had won that game, I knew that was coming. Um, but what, you know, what was the feeling like knowing you had to not only winning the game, but in the manner in which you did it? And considering forty eight hours earlier, you did the same thing, but this time against your former school that you worked at, and you know Coach Smith well. You were down nine with three and a half minutes left, and some championship plays here and there, and you were able to find a way to win. That game, winning the Texas swing in two come-from-behind fashion games in which our backs were against the wall. Yeah. Any moment we could have given up. Um, but it was just a, a – I just felt released. I felt just refreshed, like, okay. It's been a long – I mean, because, you know, coaches, you know, they really put a lot into preparation for games. And then once you A to get rewarded behind it, you just feel like it's like a burden off your back. And so that was what the role was about, just excited, happy for the guys, happy where the program is going. Um, and then also you think about you're down nine. All right, this thing could get go the other way. Let's – we got to be careful. So hopefully – 
you know, we do a better job of being dominant. Hopefully we can do a better job of um, not letting, you know, coming down the last two minutes, then let's turn on ready to play. Uh, we have yet to play a complete 40-minute dominant basketball game. Hopefully it's coming soon. And this roster is, is loaded, as you talked about. And we've got a couple of questions, Coach, and they're mainly talking about, you know, re- recruiting in local kids, local products. Obviously in Port Gibson, right up the road from where we are in Vicksburg, um, I covered them, and, and they're doing a really nice job. There is a tweet, a tweet from Fear. Ask Coach, are they looking at kids in the Vicksburg area? They're playing lights out. So what's we, we haven't talked about this in a while, but your philosophy in terms of getting local talent, there's a lot of great talent in this state. Vicksburg's one of the top teams in the state, uh, right up the road in Port Gibson, doing a nice job there. I'm following on social media. So what's your philosophy, Jefferson County, Natchez, and just the local area and within the state? close to where we are. What, what's your philosophy on, on getting the local talent? Devin Carter, obviously local talent. Uh, Keandre Montgomery from the state. What, what, what's your philosophy? Um, you would love to get all local kids. However, um, the local kids available, you don't need that position. I need me some 6'9", 6'10", grown men. I'm loaded with guards. You know, you got Byron Joshua, who's only a sophomore. Devin Carter, freshman. Willie Anderson, freshman. Trevin Wade, Jr., D.K. Thorne, Jr., D.J. Bruton, Jr., Keandre Montgomery, Jr., Mike Pajar, sophomore. Um, and, the, and you got Otis Walker, who's a senior, and then you have um, Don Trevor McCorders and, you know, um, Darius Marshall. So you're losing two post presence and one guard. Um, so it's not the fact that, you know, where are they from or – I mean, if they did have some, you know, six nine, six ten guys right there in Port Gibson, bring them here. Like that, like that can help me win. You know, if you have some guys that's on the coast, or you have some guys up in Vicksburg or Natchez, whatever the case may be. But we we need we need to get deeper and, and beef up that post presence um, um, for next year. We want to. I, I need to get some grown men in here that can um, be able to get some stuff done. Yeah, recruiting's always uh, always a deal with the transfer portal and all that. There, you know, there might be some changes with that. It's, it's all taking place in football. So when you look at your roster, I mean, you're just reeling off. This team will be pretty much intact once the season is over. I mean, you'll have a lot of guys coming back just losing just a couple, two or three. Yeah, you hope. You know, but with the transfer portal, you don't know what to expect. Only thing you could do is coach your team. Uh, Stay positive at the end of the season. Have a meet with them. Hey, X, Y, A, I want you to come back. Would you, you know, we want to come back. B, I think it might be best for you to um, find another school. But, of course, you know, some guys think the grass is green on the other side. Um, of course, you know, you'll have different coaches and things like that pulling at your kids. Something you can't control. So you just hopefully that, you know, these guys understand what, you know, what special you could do here. Yeah. Um, and whatever guys that want to transfer, you're welcome to. I beg guys to stay. I need. I want guys who want to be here. If you don't want to be here, go in the transfer portal. I can't stop you. And that the transfer portal is a really big deal. And uh, this team with the winning that obviously helps keep keeps rosters intact. And you want to keep winning. And let's let's keep it going, coaches. We look ahead to what we got the upcoming week. Big Saturday here. As I look up, they had the uh, the strobe lights up 
right before we came on. They turned the lights off, the banner. They don't have it up yet, but it will be on Saturday. And uh, this has been promoted for a while now, coming home against the Florida A&M and lowering a banner right here as I look at the space where it's going to be. Talk about the game and talk about that day. It's going to be, a, we know, a really exciting game with a big crowd coming in. Absolutely. Um, I want this one. I want this to be one of the largest crowds, um, you know, probably since um, Coach Whitney was there um, about 20 years ago. I'm really pushing um, a lot of alum um, come to the game, really pushing and really trying to get a good crowd. I think my young men deserve that. Um, so really putting a lot of pressure on them, um, really doing, you know, promoting it as best as possible. Just trying to really, really get excitement back in this gym. Um, so I think that, you know, the administration have been doing a good job of making sure we got a good setup, making sure this night is special. Um, but, you know, I tell alum right now, to all the Arcanites right now, um, really we appreciate um, if you could come out, if you're coming from New Orleans, if you're coming from Vicksburg, Jackson, the coast, Hattiesburg, Texas, wherever you're coming from, Louisiana, um, find a way find a way to make it down here Saturday. And when you do come, um, don't come by yourself. Tell your classmates, tell your sorority sisters, your fraternity brothers or, you know, your chapter, your classmate, whoever it is, um, people who haven't been to games um, on the yard here in 15, 20 years, those are people I want to see. I, I know I'm going to see the regulars. I know who my regulars are. I'm going to see them. <laughs> I know who the regulars are. Yeah. But I need to see people who I haven't seen before because I'm going to stand right there watching the girls' game. And I know where my regulars sit. I know who they are. But now it's time for us to, to, to flip this page yeah. because um, this is, is something special for these young men. When – you know, I think the alum did a good job coming to the Jackson State game. Um, I think we could do better. I think we could do more. But like I said, that was a that was a Monday game, um, and that was right after uh, a New Year. So I really appreciate them. But now you got the students back. Um, you're dropping a banner who, that hasn't been dropped here in 20 years. So all the people the last time who dropped that banner 20 years ago, I want to see them. Those are the people I want to see. I want this environment to be electric. I want this environment. I don't want to hear, oh, I'm there with you in spirit. No, I need you here physically. I That's what I want. And I think my young men wants that. I know they want that. And I think that that would really um, make them happy. They really, really would appreciate it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a real, really exciting Saturday and a really, really exciting game. And even though you're in game day mode three days prior to, as you got Florida A&M coming in here, they're one in four. And my guess, Landon Bussey, and this is and being around you for three years, our last loss was here on this floor. You love the road. And when you're at home, of course, you love the crowd and the energy that goes with it. But, you know, right now, school is back in session, so you have other things that you're obviously most important things. But at home, compared to on the road, you want to get back to winning basketball here on this floor. We, we did that by beating Bama State and A&M. But what's deceiving about Florida A&M and this one-in-four record when they roll in here? Well, you know, they got a well-coached team. They, they do a good job of being disciplined. He has a very disciplined team. Um, they're back up against the wall. They're trying to find a way to get on the roll because they want to, you know, everybody don't make it to the tournament. 
your top eight team. They want to be one of the top eight. That's that's what you're fighting for right now. So they know that this is a must-win game for them. They know that it's a must-win game for them. He does last year at Florida A&M. So they know that they probably come in here and steal one. They back up against the wall. They're going to have a sense of urgency, just like Texas Southern, you know. And not one team you can look at and say, all right, we can relax this game. Can't relax against nobody. So I expect for them to come here with energy. I expect for them to come in here trying to get a victory and come in here knowing that they have to do something tonight um, or their season might be over. So um, I expect for them to come in here and play hard. It's interesting. Here we are almost a third of the way into the season. It's already a sense of urgency for a number of teams. You talked about Florida A&M. Texas Southern got off the mat the other night. They trailed by 18 against Jackson State, rallied and won it at the buzzer. So a couple of teams, a number of teams have to get off the mat here because we're in a third of the way through the season. You kind of see how the standings are flowing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, for us too. I mean, you don't want Southern to slip away. You don't want Southern to just blow right past this thing. You want to stay right there. You want to stay right where you are. That's where you want to stay at. And you want to take one game at a time. So I'm pretty sure, you know, everybody, you know, they, you know, Southern want us to drop, vice versa. I mean, it's just what it is. But you want to stay right there. Only thing you're focused right now is should be for Florida A&M. Can't get the Bethune. Can't get the Southern and Grambling. You got to take care of this first. And so. Um, how, how, how has your team dealt with compressing that? Just next team. You talk about next man up. Has your team developed the next team up mentality? Well, we we really haven't talked about we don't we don't we don't really talk about other teams until the day before. You know, with us, it's us. It's simply us. You know, is it's the to me, it's the lack of practice hard every day. It's the lack of focus every day. It's the lack of emotional breakdowns. Um, but when we practice hard and we're locked in. If we're not having emotional breakdowns, and we're healthy, yeah. But you know, these guys—they probably think they practice hard every day, and they probably came from programs that their coaches told them that y'all practice hard every day. But it's, it's a whole another level of practice hard you get to. And we'll have our moments when we practice hard, then you know, they tired, their bodies hurt, and they looking for excuses. You know, and I'm not the type of guy that's going to accept the excuse. And so they'll have a little breakdown or, you know, get a little emotional, whatever the case may be. But that's that, that's the reason why I'm not letting them make excuses because for, for games like Texas Southern Prairie, nobody cares about your excuse. I tell these guys all the time, nobody cares about your excuse, why you didn't do this, why you didn't do that. The only thing people care about is production. Go produce. Or let me find somebody else that can do it. This team is definitely trying to keep the production going as they have wins now over Alabama State, A&M, and obviously Texas Southern and Prairie View, and now they look for their fifth in a row as they hang the banner up here. When will that be, Coach? It'll be right before our, our game. When, when uh, What's what's the, the timeline for that on Saturday? Yeah, it's going to be right before um, our game, right after the girls' game. Um, and like you said, what you saw in, the, in here with the flashing lights, and yeah. the lights off, and 
Um, like I said, administration is doing a good job of making sure that it's going to be something special. So um, it's going to be because you have, you know, give lights, give a little time to come back on. So it's definitely going to be uh, right after the girls' game. Um, I think we're going to warm up for a little bit, have the ceremony, um, and then get ready to take care of business. Well, Coach, let's keep it going, man. Absolutely. Good job. Let's keep it going. Appreciate it. That's head coach Landon Bussey on the Landon Bussey program. Well, our producer, Cedric Tillman, will be right back here next Wednesday at 530 with the Nate Kilbert program and Landon Bussey at 6 o'clock. Glad you can join us here on the Brave Sports Network, 91.7 WPRL and WPRL and on Facebook Live. For our producers, Jamario Brooks, Cedric Tillman, Nate Kilbert, Landon Bussey, I'm Charles Edmond. We hope to see you on Saturday, and we'll talk to you again next Wednesday. So long. And that's all that I know, all that I know. I don't need no amateur. I'm looking for a pro. I'm a pro. Try me, try me. Give me some of With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.